0: Welcome to the Legacy Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at LegacyFamily.info. Woo! You ever been to a rodeo? Coming out of shoot number two this morning. Y'all better hang on. Spirit of God's here today, isn't he? Come on, come on. Anybody need sermon notes? Wave at me. Do not be offended if I tear down your religion today, if I break down some walls. You know, in in India, they have sacred cows. They have Brahmas, and they walk the streets. And India could export wheat, but they feed those stinking cows, and they don't eat them. And the people are starving. So they're called sacred cows. Well, I'm going to kick over some sacred cows today out of your life, hopefully, in Jesus' name. Uh Uh-huh. So we're talking about prayer in Jesus' name. Just that reference right there, we're we're going to go a little bit deeper, but just in the name of Jesus, that means you've been given the authority from heaven to use the name of Jesus, to use the power of God, to release the word of God into the earth. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. name. Man, you need to be practicing in Jesus' name. When you hear bad news, in Jesus' name, that will not come near my dwelling. But you know what we do? Well, if it happened to them, it's going to happen to me. What you say, what you pray. Remember last Sunday? What you say and what you pray. Come on. What we say is important. What we pray. And how about if everything you say is a prayer? Oh, boy. That'll check you on a So, presence of God's here. Let's get ready, get ready, get ready. As somebody said, so we're talking about prayer. Let me ask you a question. Does God have all power? Can God do anything? Well, in God's power, and God's authority, God limited himself to his word. Now, see, religion will tell you that God is mysteriously working behind the scene, manipulating you to put those shoes that you picked out this morning. But I don't believe that. You picked those shoes out because you wanted to. You picked out those shoes and you combed your hair because you could have come without your hair comb. And some of you need to brush your teeth and put some deodorant on. I'm just going to get and give you some wisdom right there. <laughs> Especially if you're looking for a spouse. Hey, hey, teenagers right there, y'all need to wear deodorant. Just helping y'all. Not too much now. Not too much cologne. I used to pick up the youth and had to drive with my head out the window because all the Barbie cologne that they had, old cheap cologne in the back, my eyes were watering. That's too much. You're supposed to squirt it in the air and walk through it. That's all you need. It's not like this. I'm getting off. My understanding is, see, we have to realize that God is is all powerful. But God gave the earth to man. Okay? but That just stirs people right up, right off. God wants to work through you. That's why he gave you the name of Jesus. You're his representative. You are supposed to allow God to move in your life. You're supposed to pray without ceasing, always talking to God about the things in your life. Always. Good things, bad things. Be real with him. Come on, you're supposed to have a relationship with the Father, a relationship with Jesus, and a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's always pointing to Jesus and to the Father. Jesus is always pointing to the Father. And when you know one of them, you know them all. So my point is, is you need to welcome the Holy Spirit. You notice I did that? you welcome, Holy Spirit, today. In, in, our, in a church service like this, we can have the manifest power and presence of God. The life of God. It was here, wasn't it? That's because your hearts were open, and you welcomed the Holy Spirit, and He came. And we called unto God. We call it unto God, but God, who's the God in the earth? The Holy Spirit. And so we call to God, we, uh, we, uh, we pray in Jesus' name, the Holy Spirit shows up to do the work for us. Okay? Okay, okay, okay. Do, do we, when we pray, are you, uh, do you have to pray a long time for God to release His power? Do you, uh, are you do you have to beg God? no. Yeah, is, is it like for to God to move, you've got to pray a certain amount of time. You know, some people think you have to pray an hour, maybe two hours. or uh, No, 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 because it's a relationship. And, and I'm going to go ahead and just lay something else out right quick. Your crying does not move God. Your begging does not move God. Your crying helps you, but it does not move God. God is moved by faith. Go and read in the Gospels every time Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Sir, your faith has made you whole. He saw their faith when they dropped the man down in the room and he said, their faith. Not crying, not begging. I've cried, but my crying. Here's the thing. If, If crying moved God, the devil would be poking you every day to control God. He would manipulate you to cry and get in your emotions and God would move. See, see, we train our kids. Wrong. Mama, I want that toy. 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 And you give them the toy, now they're trained that they'll beg, nag, beg, nag, beg, cry, throw a fit, hissy fit, kick on the floor, I want that toy. And you give in. God doesn't give in. God is moved by faith and faith only. And what we have to have faith in is in his word and God keeps his word. He's not a man where he can lie. He keeps his word so we can have great faith in what God has said and in great faith in the will of God and the word of God is the will of God. Jesus came to fulfill the will of God. Everything Jesus said and did, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Everything I say, the Father said, the Father told me to say. Now, I also want you to recognize that Jesus, he's our example. He was anointed by the Holy Spirit. When he was baptized, the Holy Spirit fell upon him, came upon him, and that's when he began his ministry. I know people depict Jesus making a bird out of clay as a boy and this and that and the other, but his first miracle was he turned water into wine. That was after the Holy Spirit came upon him. That's an example for us. We need the Holy Spirit. He came as a man and as the son of man, he needed the Holy Spirit. He did things by the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to recognize, say, I need the Holy Spirit. Boy, come on, say, "I I need the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, be my helper. Be my helper. Now, now, if you read the Holy Spirit, your helper, your guide, your advocate, your counselor, your lawyer. He's everything. So, so, so we're going to dig into the word. Uh, I asked Ashley to come up here. Uh, if he starts making monkey shines and doing stuff, he's not being a good representative of the Holy Spirit. But he's going to be the Holy Spirit today. This is, the Holy Spirit's with me. He's always with me. And I got to thinking about this. The Holy Spirit was with me in my mother's womb. Even though I wasn't a child of God yet, but he's been drawing and working on me for a long time. And then the day I received Jesus, he baptized me into the body of Christ. That's what the Bible says. And Jesus in turn baptizes me into the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit rested upon. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit comes inside of us and rests upon us. He rests upon us to do service. It's like he's upon me to preach right now. See? And he's on me and there's power in the words that I'm speaking, not that you couldn't have the same words, but I'm speaking under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's with me always. He never leaves me nor forsakes me. Even if I'm watching something I ain't supposed to be watching, even if I'm listening to somebody telling me a joke that I'm not supposed to be listening to, he's still there. And he may not like it. That's what the Bible says you can grieve the Holy Spirit. The Bible says you can quench the Holy Spirit. Shh! I won't hear that right now, Lord. Let me turn something else on. Let me turn some music up. Let me turn something on TV because I don't want to hear that. And it grieves the Holy Spirit. So... Are you ready? Okay. First John 4, 4. If you do not have this memorized, today's the day to set your goal to memorize First John 4, 4. Greater is he that's in me. You're of God, little children, and have overcome them. What's the them? Anything that's not of God. you have overcome because he who is in you is greater than he that who is in the world. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I always put it in first person, greater is he that's in me, the greater one. Come on, God in the earth, the greater one's in me. Devil get out, the greater one's on the inside of me. Bad news comes, that's all right, I got the greater one. I'm going to make it. Okay, that's a little bit better than what what you responded. So everybody say it with me, the greater one is in me. me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Who's in the world? The God of this world is Satan. The God of the earth, same thing, but it's a world system. Is Satan. The God of the earth is God, the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. We need to recognize. Recognize. Come on, let's change our mindset. We're not in this world. Come on, we're in it, but we're not of it. Our, our, Our home is not here. Our home is there. Man, we're like Abraham. We're sitting, we know there's a country, there's another place, that's, there's a place for us, built for us. Yeah. Jesus said, I go prepare a place for you. Yeah. Y'all with me? Yeah. All right. Good to sit down. No, oh, okay. you got to stay with me. <laughs> Can I go sit down? Matter of fact, back up on the stage just for a second. Back up right up here. Now Get on top of me right here. See, he's going to palm me. Come on, wrap your arms around my neck. Get on me here. <laughs> I need the Holy Spirit. He, he, he's like, stand right here. Number one. So number one, are y'all ready? God has deposited power in you. Can you look number one? There it is. I was looking on the back wall. God has deposited power in us. Where? I ain't seen no power. I never had any power in my life. Because you've never been taught this or you don't recognize God has deposited power when the Holy Spirit came inside you. When you accepted Jesus as Lord, you were gifted with power. Okay? Don't believe it? Let's look at the Word. Luke 24, 49. Behold, I send the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit, my Father upon you, but tear in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Power. Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Power. Everybody say power. power. Say, I got, it. I got it. Yeah, you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it says power to be a witness to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the other most parts of the earth. When you learn to start being a witness, guess what? Blessings start coming. Come on. Too many people have swore oaths to poverty or they stand in poverty because that's all they have ever known. Man, there was a guy who had two sons. He was an alcoholic and one son got saved. The other one didn't. The other spent his life in and out of jail. The other son that got saved went to college, went to finish school, went to college, became a, 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 a lawyer, a judge, and then his kids were doctors and lawyers and all of that side of the family. Their whole course of life changed because somebody got saved. Learned how to pray. Learned how to impart, impartation of power into the life of their family. The other side, the son son that didn't get saved, uh, drug addicts and alcoholics. And not to say that anybody can't be a drug addict, but you know what? You got a better chance when you're born again. Again. Come on, life is a lot easier when you're serving God. And if you're born again and you're sitting there thinking, well, in my life is that," you. Let's look in the mirror and let's change. I know this is tough, but it's okay. Look at Ephesians 3.20. Don't put it up there yet. Don't put it up there yet. Don't put it up there. I, I, I want to I read it and see if anybody can finish it just for a second. Yeah, don't put it up there. Now... To him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. Stop. Who can finish that? According to the power. Now put it up there. I knew Miss Shirley could. I couldn't ask her. See. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we think or ask. You know, the Holy Spirit. By God, had men write that, had Paul write that, now unto him who is able to do all we think or ass would be plenty. But he put three adverbs with it. Trying to tell you something. Get excited about it. Exceedingly and abundantly. Above all that you think or ask. When you think, well, I just need a dollar. When he wants to go exceedingly and abundantly. <laughs> Y'all still ain't here with me? Okay. But here's the key. Look, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly. What can God do? God can do it. Every drunk can tell you, well, God, the Lord can do anything. But he ain't doing it for them. Why? Because look at the finishing last phrase. According to the power that works in us. Are you activating the power on the inside of you? And you may be like the boys in... And Paul talked to, I didn't know that I had any power, Pastor. Well, today's the day to wake up to the power. Stir some of that power up on the inside of you. See, the Holy Spirit's with me. I haven't acknowledged him in the last three or four minutes, but he's still here. He's been with you the whole time, and he's got power. And you never talk to him about it. That's the problem with our prayer. We don't pray. We wait till we get in a bind, and then we start begging, Oh, Lord, what am I going to do? Instead of we got to live this word, we got to declare every day that I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed to be a blessing. The Holy Spirit's going to give me the power. He's on the inside of me. He's going to empower me. Man, I got God with me. You got God with you. Now that makes you want to pray. Ah, okay. He is able to do. In the Greek, according to the power that works in us, it means the power distributed. And you want to go directly to, well, God hadn't just given me that much power, Pastor Brad. No, it's talking about God's power in you and how much you distribute it. Come on, if I gave you $10 and I got another 10, I'm giving away $10 to everybody. I got unlimited power at my, at my hands. And by my mouth, I have unlimited power that I can ask God to move on your behalf and move on your behalf and move on your behalf. It doesn't cost me nothing. I'm the representative of the power of God. And I'm going to pray for this whole nation right now. And God's going to move for me. But I'm going to give you an example. Hurricane's coming. Ooh, the Uh, And this is the 12 o'clock news. uh, The worst hurricane that we've ever seen coming to Florida. It's the worst one. Did you hear? Hey, did you hear that? A worst. We're not praying. We're in agreement with the devil. You've got the power of God. Father, I thank you for the power of God and I speak to that storm. Can you get in agreement with me? So you got to get in and get, and, and you know, we'll, we'll talk about agreement here in just a little bit, but let's get in agreement. The Bible says two or more. The Holy Spirit's with me. But we think about it if two or more, maybe, you know, if we can get in agreement, but me and you and him, oh yeah. oh, yeah. Let's get in agreement. I got Amen. the Holy Spirit Amen. on this. <laughs> Did y'all see y'all, y'all following me this? You have, y'all got the Holy Spirit. We all have the Holy Spirit. It's the power and the life of God on the inside of you. And it's time to start releasing Him. It's time, and how do you, you know what wakes the Holy Spirit up in you? The Word of God. The Word of God. It's not the power of His Word, it's the Word of His power. There's all power in the Word. And the Holy Spirit's like, there it is, there it is. Say that, say that. And then the angels get stirred up. Now you got it, man. You can be like Elisha, open his eyes. Look at all these people with me. Look at all the angels. People talk about the devil this, the devil that. If there's one devil shows up, there's at least two angels show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, God's unlimited power is limited to our prayers. God's unlimited power is limited to our prayers. Why don't God do something? He's going, why don't you do something? Why don't you pray it? Why don't you pray the situation to change? Yeah, we need to vote. We need to do everything we need to do, but we need to pray first and foremost. Pray, pray, pray. Pray without ceasing. And it's not a. It's not that you're burdened to pray, or you were. Oh Lord, we gotta pray. It's too late when you're acting like that. You need to get in faith over whatever's going on in our country. We all need to get in faith. You know, people get worked up about this and that, and who's president of this and who's that. Come on, how much does it affect you? If you get in prayer, if you get in faith, it can affect you at all. The Bible says that that Abraham, Isaac, Isaac, who was Abraham's first son. He, he increased a hundredfold in a famine. We hadn't been in a famine. Even the poorest here is richer than most of the world. Even in the 80s, before some of y'all were even born. The interest rate was 23, 25, 27%. Build a house with that. Huh? Shut the economy down. It was a famine financially. Come on. Food famine, we really haven't had one. We're blessed because our forefathers prayed, believed God, how to grow food. Do you know that Russia has 10 feet of topsoil spread out all over Russia, big continent? We have three feet, and we feed the world. Explain that one. Riddle me that one, Batman. That's because God has blessed America. Our forefathers prayed. They knew how to pray. They asked God to bless what they were doing. God gave them inventions, witty inventions, ideals of how to change, how to cultivate, how to grow, and it changed the the whole world. Number two. Mm -hmm. Y'all good? Y'all good? We must release the power of God through prayer. It's time to release the power of God through prayer. So Jesus used the example of a river, the power of a river. In John 7:37, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Now, you gotta remember, this is an eight-day feast. And the eighth day, the first day they're praying for living water. Now, now, the first seven days they're praying for living water. Remember Jesus at the well? If you knew who you were talking to, you would ask me for a drink of water. And he said, for I I have living water. And in you is a well springing forth of everlasting life, that well of water. Anybody ever got a drink out of a well of water? Come on. It's cold. It comes out of the ground. uh, It's good water, well water. But it just sits there. But on the last day, they were supposed to pray for rain we need to pray for rain. Every time it gets dry, we need to be praying. That boy's dry. I ain't praying. What happens when a, a, a big rain comes? Man, the water gets crazy, doesn't it? Starts rolling down the mountain, starts rolling through. I used to fish in a river. The current was strong. And we would we would set out lines and catfish and and, and uh, we had this one line, and we caught fish after fish after fish on it. It was 40 feet deep, 40 feet deep, starting at the bank over there. You came all the way across the rivers way wide, but 40 feet deep. I mean, it went straight down 40 feet deep all the way across. And I thought, you know, next year we're coming back, and I said, we're going to put a line right there with that 40 foot deep because, man, we caught fish. Come back, and it was a sandbar. Where the bank was right there, the sandbar was all the way out here, 40 feet deep, and it's a sandbar now because the river changed its course and moved because of the power. It's in that river. Well, Jesus said, you shall receive power. Now, let's look what it's finished. What it says right there, uh, saying, come and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Come on, if you're saved, you've got that living water, but just time to get stirred up and let that river flow out of you. Come on, it's time. This is where prayer comes in. We're going to let the living water flow out of us and we're going to intercede. We're going to stand in the gap. Something happens, we're going to pray. Amen. God's called us to be a people of prayer and you don't have to spend hours. You just got to, wait a minute. No, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the power of God. i release the power of God to change that situation. Amen. And if I know what the situation is, then I know what scripture to put on it. Y'all yes. with me? So we need to learn to pray. And if you can't, then just go take just a minute. Come on, anybody ever stop and made a Snickers bar? Because, you, you know, you, my family called it, you just kind of had a sinking spell. You just want to eat some candy. But if you can stop and got to take time to eat a Snickers bar, you can take time to find a scripture. Yeah. Especially when you bust out your phone and you can just Google it. Come on, you Google how to get to the eating place. All right, I'm going to quit meddling. So he said, he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing him, verse 39, but those who spoke, but this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, let's just talk just for a second about prayer, being, releasing faith. Sometimes when you pray for something, it doesn't happen automatically. But how many of you know, and I'm going to say, how many, I believe some of y'all have more faith in the hot water faucet than your prayer? Anybody else? you know, go up that top building, you know, we have a basement, and it's all the way across is the hot water heater. You turn that hot water heater on in the kitchen, and you feel it, it's cold. And you can walk, sweep the kitchen, and come back and feel that hot water, and it's still Uh, It's still cold, and you're kind of waiting on that. Come on, because it's half-inch lines, too. They put half-inch lines. So it takes a long time for that hot water. But you know what? I'm leaving it running because I believe that it's coming. Come on. When you ask, believe that it's coming. We sang it. Cody didn't know what I was preaching. I see a miracle. It's coming coming so so if you remember last Sunday Mark eleven twenty three 23 and 24 it said to have the God kind of faith but it says therefore I say to you or so wait a minute Mark eleven twenty three 23 said for surely I say to you whosoever says to this mountain be thou removed be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but believe those things which he says will be done he will have whatever he says Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Now, remember, I use the example: if you got a hundred-dollar-an-hour raise Monday, you walk in, we're giving you a hundred-dollar-an-hour raise, man. You are already woo, and you don't have any money, new money, no money, anything different, except their word. And if God said, we need to take his word as truth. Come on, if God said it, I can have it. And don't go and get religious and say, well, you can't manipulate God like that, brother. No, not manipulating God. He's already promised it. If I promise my grandsons ice cream, they're going to hold me to it. Pop, where's my ice cream? You said you had some ice cream. You said you were going to give me some ice cream. Well, did you eat? Yep, come on. God keeps his promises. Therefore, whatever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. It didn't say it was coming. It didn't say it would just manifest. It said it's coming. Why, why? Why? I'll give you two, just two quick examples. If you're believing God for a raise, who gives you a raise? Man. The company. And I can give you 100,000 examples where people, well, we're not giving raises this month. No one will get a raise, and I've, God moved on somebody's behalf, and they got a raise. See, it takes time for God to cause people. Well, wait a minute. We they deserve a raise, but we can't give them a raise uh, because uh, we're on a company shutdown, and and I, I, we can't give a raise. And they walk away, and then the Holy Spirit starts turning. Well, you need to call. You need to call your boss and tell them, talk to them about Clayton because Clayton needs a raise. And, and then they go, all right, so. I don't want to lose him. He's a good, he's a hard worker. He works hard. And if you don't work hard, you don't expect to get a raise. But he's a hard worker. He's there on time. He comes early, stays late. Uh, We really need to give him a raise. I I know we got that. that Nobody's getting a raise. All right, we'll give him a raise. Takes days. God's working on your behalf because you've released the Holy Spirit and angels. Y'all get in agreement with me here. You want a raise, you need to learn how to pray for one. You want healing, it may take a day or two. What is that? That's me getting in line. Maybe sick to my stomach because I ate some bad fish. Come on, there's things that we do that hinder the, the, the Holy Spirit. That grieve the Holy Spirit. Well, I prayed, I don't feel any better. It just grieved him. It ain't working, Pastor, it ain't working. It ain't working. You're grieving the Holy Spirit. So, so believe that you receive. And if you, I'm teaching you anything, God told him, go to Abraham to be like me. Call those things which be not as though they were. God saw the darkness, said let there be light. He went around and said, hey, I'm Abraham. How you doing? I'm Abraham. I'm Abram, father. How many kids you got, Abraham? I don't have any right now. God changed my name to Abraham, father of many. How many kids you got? I ain't got any right now. But I'm Abraham, I'm Abraham, I'm Abraham, I'm Abraham, I'm Abraham, I'm Abraham. That's why I say, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. May not look like it, may not smell like it, but I'm still blessed. My children are blessed. Okay, I'm trying to help you a little bit. Your mouth is what's holding you back, and God can't answer your prayers because your mouth's not in line. This is facts. You got to get in line. Okay, okay. Let's, let's go to Daniel 10, too. How many of y'all know the story of Daniel? Daniel was praying, and 21 days he prayed. And he's believing God, 21 days. Now, in those days, Daniel was in mourning. Daniel 2, two and 3 was in mourning three full weeks. Why? Because he was fasting, you know. Oh, I'm starving. But Daniel's bowed up. He's believing God. He's fasting so he stays in line with God. Fasting does not change God. It changes us so we can hear and it gets us in line that we're going to be in the will of God. Because when you're not, you know, if you're not sleeping and you're eating too much and you'll, you'll end up doing crazy stuff. Sorry. Right. But he was in morning three. I ate no pleasant food, no meat, no wine came to my mouth, nor did I anoint myself. He didn't have a bath. So everybody else was in morning two. Being funny. Till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Look at the next verse. That may be all all of it. I didn't get my notes out here. Yep. And so, Daniel 10, 12, we're going to bounce to after the 21 days. 21 days he's believing God. Then the angel said, an angel appeared to him and said, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand, to humble yourself before God. Your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. Words and prayer, remember? Now, wait a minute. Look what it said. From day one, from the first day that you set your heart to understand. I'm i coming, babe. Well, you know, and, and I, there's something to it, but we, we go religious with God's timing. Well, it's just not the time of the Lord. No, that means you've given up. Or God didn't want me to have it. If it's in the Bible, He wants you to have it. If it's in the Word, you can have it. Daniel didn't give up, he's interceding not only for himself, but for the whole nation. I heard your words. Verse 13. Therefore, take, I'm sorry. Verse 13, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now, now, look, uh, this is talking about spiritual warfare. That prince is not a man. That prince is a demonic force. And we're not going to talk about too much about Spiritual warfare, but if you ever go to a big city, the atmosphere changes. New York, New Orleans, Los Angeles, it's a different atmosphere than Whitfield. Yeah, buddy. I mean, you walk down the streets of a big city and you see people talking to themselves. I talk to myself too when I see them, Father, in the name of Jesus. I do. I break whatever that is on them in Jesus' name. Drive down the road. I do it in Whitfield, because we're called to be intercessors, to stand in the gap for cities. But here's the thing: there's some demonic forces over New Orleans. There's demonic forces over New York that are different, and are demonic forces here, and they're trying to hinder our church from growing, hinder all the churches growing. I pray for all the churches. You know, if I hear churches having trouble, I pray for that church, and and that's the heart of God. We're not in competition. We're to build the kingdom of God. We may build it a little bit different than other people, but that's all right. We're trying to move forward what God has put in our heart, the kingdom of God for Withville, for us. But we can intercede. And we can stand in the gap against powers and principalities and rulers of darkness. Amen? So, So he left. There was a prince over Persia. There was a spirit over there. So let's go to Ephesians 6, 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Man, the governor's not your enemy, the president's not your enemy, the senator's not your enemy, the mayor's not your enemy, councilmen are not your enemy, the police aren't your enemy. I don't care if they're wicked, crooked, or whatever, they're not your enemy. Flesh and blood's not your enemy. It's the spirit behind it that we need to learn to pray against that spirit. If you don't think that, that they're acting right or supposed to, then pray against that spirit, against the powers and the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts, hosts and wickedness, uh, in, in high places. You see, God, God is the God of the earth, but the Bible says that, that Satan is the, the God of the, this world. And he's in the atmosphere. I mean, there's three heavens, okay? The heaven and the clouds, you see the cloud go by, that's an atmosphere, that's a heaven. But the Bible talks about the other heaven where the stars are at. And then the other heavens where God's at. Three heavens. And the devil is trying to enforce what he wants to happen in Chicago. And look at all the murders. He's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Man, look at the the city I I worked in, Shreveport. Murder raising, going up. Look and see. We're in the last days. You're going to see all this stuff you got to get prayed up. you got to believe the power of God. you got to believe for protection over your life. Yeah. Psalms 91. Yeah. It's time to learn it and declare it. What if they take your Bible, take your books away from you? Can't take it away from you if it's in your heart. 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. I'm, 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 I'm going to stay close to God. This is all part of our prayer life, and we're his representatives. If you're always struggling to stay uh, ahead or just get ahead or working with this problem and that problem, the devil's got you confused. That's not what you're called to do. You're called to be a representative. You're called to walk with the power of God. Well, I got this problem. That's all right. You know what? I got problems too. But I leave my problems behind because I want to do kingdom business. And God takes care of them. I find out my problems fall off because God's with me. I mean, y'all got tired of standing up during worship. Just no, no offense, you don't have to raise your hand, but if you got tired, I've been standing up over here and you know what? I get tired, but now I've been standing up here for who knows how long right now. I'm not tired because of the anointing of God. Amen. The anointing of God will come on you as just a believer and empower you to live this life, to be an overcomer. You know, in John 19, 30, Jesus said, it's finished. It's time to step into the finished work of Christ. Amen. Come on. If it's finished and he's done the work, all we got to do is get it. Have you ever been to somebody's house and they cook for you? It's like grandma's house. She's been standing up cooking for a long time. But she said, come and get it. It's ready. Jesus is saying, come and get it. Come and get it. Come walk in it. Come walk in it. Come have it. The Bible teaches us to be not weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Daniel could have quit at day 19. Daniel could have quit at day 10. Daniel could have quit at day 20. How many of us have quit when just around the corner, here it comes, and we quit, we gave up? Number three, God adds his fire, his fire, power to our prayers. God adds his fire. You know, there's hell fire and there's heaven fire. You ever thought about it? Hellfire fire burn you up. God's fire will empower you. God's fire will change lives and situations and circumstances. We're, we're, let's look in Revelation 5, 8, and, and we're going to finish real quick here, but I want to look at something real quick. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of, full of odors. Come on, bowls, vials. Full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints, bowls full of incense. Real quick, there's a bowl up in heaven that's holding prayers. Is yours empty? Come on, what are you praying? There's a bowl in heaven that, look, look, wait, 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 it gets better. There's a bowl, it's a memorial of things you've prayed about. In Romans, I mean, sorry, in Revelation 8, 1, when he had opened the seventh seal and there was silence in heaven for about a half hour, I saw the angels or saw seven angels who, to, who stand before God and to them were given seven trumpets. Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense and he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And verse 4, and the smoke of the incense and the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hands. Verse 5, then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar and threw it to the earth. And there were noises and thunderings and lightnings and earthquakes. Your prayers have an effect on the earth. Thank you. Your prayers have an effect on the earth. Come on. It goes to heaven, but the answer comes. Fire. The answer comes. It's time to start praying and believing God for the fire of God to show up. In my house, in my kids' homes, in my grandkids, in my uncles, in my mama's house, my mama needs it. You know, Jordan and Ashley, our youth pastor, Ashley's, uh, uh, Jordan's grandfather passed away last night at midnight. Her aunt was praying with him, read the Lord's Prayer, prayed over him, and, and backed up, and he passed away. The power of prayer. There was a dad whose son was a rock and roller. And every time he talked to him, he said, son, you're going to give your heart to Jesus before I die. And years went by. Every time he called, hey, how you doing, son? Good. He said, I want to tell you before I go, you're going to give your heart to Jesus before I die. That's his prayer. One day the boy was on tour, rock and rolling, whatever he do. He gets a phone call. He goes, hey, man, I hate to tell you, but your daddy died. He put the phone down. He looked at everybody in the room. Somebody tell me how to get saved. I got to get saved. My daddy's been praying for me for years, and he said I'd get saved before he died. He's died, but I got to get saved. Woo. There's power power in what you say even the smallest encouragement they may cuss you out i told the story about this the people were witnessing new orleans and these two guys come by and they were drunk and he passed them a track and the guy said his buddy just punched that guy and knocked him smooth out right there in the street and he felt so bad they walked away and he put that track in his pocket and he walked away and he goes man and it ate him up because he knew he didn't know jesus And two weeks later, he's driving down the road and looks at his wife. He said, I got to get saved. I got to get saved. Can you tell me how to get saved? She goes, I don't know. He goes, there's a track in the back seat. Reach back there and get that track and read that to me at the end. See, that man never knew. I'd love to tell him. Every time I talk to somebody that's been witnessing New Orleans, I said, did you happen to get knocked out? Because I want to tell them that, man, God saved them. God saved that man. It was for no reason. It was worth it all. So I'm asking you, will you give your heart to Jesus today? Will you bow your heads? Come on, I've been praying over this service all week for God to move and the fire of God to show up in your life. I'm believing God for the fire of God to show up in every person in here. If you're already a child of God, you have access to the power of God and the life of God, and it's time to start leaning into it. But maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you don't know him as Lord and Savior. Will you give him your heart today? He came. He died upon the cross. He said it's finished. That means he fulfilled that he was the deliverer. His blood was shed for every man's sin. Will you receive that today? I'm looking. Will you lift your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor Brett? Maybe you're not living right. Maybe you want to... You, you want to give your life fresh new to God? You want to rededicate your life? If that's you, just lift your hand. we want going to pray over everybody. <laughs> you know, I, I want to say this just to encourage everybody. You know, people come and they don't lift their hand, but they fill out the visitor card and on the back they say, I'm rededicating my life to God today. We get one or two every Sunday. Isn't that marvelous what God's doing? And, and you know, thank you for filling that out. And we pray over you and we reach out to you. But let me pray over everybody. Father, I thank you that you made a way for us all. Lord, stir in us to pray, even in a greater measure, for all the problems that we face, Lord, in this life. Jesus faced problems too. But Lord God, the Lord came. And Father, your word says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And our word is, and our testimony is that we are blessed because of you, that we can do all things through Christ if any man be in Christ is a new creation, every day is new, Lord God, because of you. And Father, I thank you that you stir in our hearts today to, to seek after you, to follow you all the days of our life, but to be that representative, Lord, to release the power of God, the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources. Visit us online at LegacyFamily.info